Chapter 2. The Dough Ball. Splat. Fold edges to center. Roll. Fold again. Roll. Adorned with love and creativity, each piece of dough destined to become a pizza masterpiece. Before baking, knead and shape the dough to prepare for the sauce and toppings that will make it unique. Have you ever wondered why pizza is traditionally round? Real pizza dough is spun overhead and forms itself through centrifugal force into a flat, round bread that will later accommodate sauce and a variety of delicious toppings. I have a gripe with most pizzerias. Ever notice that there is no option at the majority of commercially prepared pizza outlets for a whole wheat crust? Apparently the masses want only white flour, so if you want a whole wheat pizza crust, you will most likely have to make your own. That is not all bad, as you will find out soon enough. In the 1990s, we had five teenagers living at home. Each of them had several friends who often forgot they had another home, so we frequently fed a lot of people. It became a Friday night favorite to make individual pan pizzas. Our son Nate would make the sauce, mom would prepare the toppings, and it was my job to prepare the individual whole wheat pizza crust from scratch. We never knew for sure how many would be joining us, so I would normally prepare and bake a dozen or more individual pizza crusts for the evening. As the guests arrived, each would claim their crust, spread the sauce, then add a choice of specially prepared toppings and cheese. We kept the oven hot and ready to bake. It was a real crowd pleaser. Fast forward 10 years, our kids are all now married and feeding their own families. Yay! Perhaps because his nose was often in a book, some of the life lessons we tried to teach our children as they were growing up were lost to one of our sons, Nate the sauce king. His reality as a teen was somewhere between Ender's Game and the latest version of World of Warcraft. Years later, after Nate and his wife Kristen married, they sought our advice after having made some of the financial mistakes that are all too common to newlyweds. Due to the familiarity of our family's Friday night get-togethers, pizza became the medium for the analogy and the pizza principle was born during those sessions. A pizza easily explains how things must work and later how things can turn out if the proper money management skills are applied to everyday situations. The parallels grew to include many of the countless decisions people make that affect their financial future. In the pizza principle analogy, the crust correlates to your current total income. It really does not matter how much that income is as long as it can be measured. You might have only a five or six inch crust when you begin. That is fine. What really matters is not how much you have, but rather how you manage what you have that makes the difference between success and failure. I know surprisingly many people whose income would represent a very large crest, yet they somehow manage to spend more than they have. Conversely, there are others who exercise appropriate discipline and live very comfortably on much less money than they bring home, allowing them to save what remains for their future. What I intend to teach you are some of the fundamentals of personal finance that will enable you to succeed at any income level. These principles work. It will be your job to tailor their application to your unique circumstances. In your 20s, you will likely be finishing college or a trade school, exploring a new career, getting married, and starting a family. It will not always be in that order because everyone's situation is different, and that is okay. Or you may be in your 30s or 40s before you figure out which road you want to be on. It absolutely does not matter. You must start wherever you are and change what you can to bring about your desired outcome. Most often that change will be gradual, but eventually each must decide the means by which he will provide support for himself and his family. I will address choosing a career in chapter 7, sufficient for your needs versus rich. For now, let's get back to making that pizza. To reiterate, your gross income from all sources is the size of your crest. In most cases, that crust will grow over time due to promotions, job changes, and plain old inflation. 
In the next two chapters, you will discover how to harness that growth and the key to successfully managing your spending options. For now, take stock of your crust. You will need to know exactly how big it is before you decide how much sauce will fit on it and not spill over the edges. Sometimes people want to build their pizza backwards. The sauce and the toppings they want to add will not fit the size of the crust they have. If that describes you, then listen up because we are going to learn how to turn that situation around. A trick I learned with whole wheat pizza crust and to get a perfect pizza is to bake it partially before adding the sauce and toppings. We are going to bake your crust so it will be better prepared to handle what you are about to put on it. While the crust is in the oven, take a moment to look at a scripture or two. A peculiar people. Peter taught the early saints an important message that we should not forget today. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, unholy nation, a peculiar people. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9. Being peculiar does not mean being weird in this context. Rather, it refers to being set apart from the rest of the world, being special, distinct, different. I can share a story from my own youth to illustrate. In the 1960s, many of my generation were in the midst of a social revolution shown off by growing long hair, wearing outlandish clothing, free love, flower power, and general irresponsibility. Young people were challenging and testing the very foundation of traditional values. A tide of rock and roll and hallucinogenic drugs drowned out time-honored traditions. During this turbulent time, the LDS Church had a campaign called A Style of Our Own. As you can imagine, if you are familiar with what was normal in the 60s, a poster promoting modesty and virtue was in stark contrast to styles displayed by typical teenagers. You might even say it was peculiar. It was meant to be. As a teen growing up in the 60s, I had to make a choice similar to Joshua's while leading the ancient Israelites. Was I on the Lord's side or not? Rebellion was in fashion, but I rebelled against my own generation by keeping my hair short while my peers were developing an allergy to barbers. Was I weird? Maybe so. But weird or not, I was willing to take a stand to be different. Fashion is certainly not as extreme today, but the need to be set apart from the world, to be peculiar, is just as relevant and perhaps significantly more important now, as Satan has even more devious and sophisticated ways to erode our values and make evil commonly accepted by the majority. In Lehi's dream, as recorded in the Book of Mormon, he saw many pressing forward on the path to the tree of life. Some reached the tree and partook of the fruit only to fall away. What was the reason for their change of heart? And it came to pass that I beheld others pressing forward, and they came forth and caught hold of the end of the rod of iron. And they did press forward through the mist of darkness, clinging to the rod of iron, even until they did come forth and partake of the fruit of the tree. And after they had partaken of the fruit of the tree, they did cast their eyes about as if they were ashamed. And I also cast my eyes round about and beheld on the other side of the river of water a great and spacious building. And it stood, as it were, in the air, high above the earth, and it was filled with people, both old and young, both male and female. And their manner of dress was exceedingly fine, and they were in the attitude of mocking and pointing their fingers toward those who had come at and were partaking of the fruit. And after they had tasted of the fruit, they were ashamed, because of those that were scoffing at them. And they fell away into forbidden paths and were lost. First Nephi chapter 7, verses 24 through 28. They fell away because they were ashamed after being mocked by those in the large and spacious building, even though they had already partaken of the fruit. Each of us needs to decide if we are willing to be peculiar, even in the face of humiliation and ridicule. Who is on the Lord's side who? The scriptures are replete with examples that illustrate this same point. The parables of the sheep and the goats, 
the wheat and the tares, and the unjust steward all demonstrate that the Lord expects his disciples to be set apart from the world. Furthermore, there is no room on the fence for those who should decide where they stand but do not want to. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Revelation chapter 3 verses 15 and 16. I sure hope that pizza crust is done soon. You are probably getting hungry. Why am I developing a premise of peculiarity? Simply because applying the pizza principle will require taking a divergent path from almost everyone else. If you worry unduly about other people's opinion of you or are more comfortable in the broad road, then this book may not be for you. While still young, I learned that choosing a path that was unique to me was the correct choice. Even though that path deviated significantly from the one chosen by many of my peers, I expect that as a result of changing times, your generation will chart an entirely different course. You can still find your way by following sound, unchanging principles. If your current goals are consistent with the theme of this book, do not allow yourself to be sucked into the mainstream or you will be swept away in the current. Some are hesitant to be different because it is more comfortable to be normal. Being accepted by the world is not the criteria that matters. If you are keeping the commandments and seeking to establish the cause of Zion, what other people think of you is of little import. Being out of fashion with the world is a key ingredient in the pizza we are about to make. The concepts taught in the pizza principle are sound but are not common. If you choose to embrace some or all of the counsel found in these pages, you will be on a road less traveled, but I can promise you it will make all the difference. Be bold. Dare to be different. I smell something wonderful, which means the crust must be done. Let's get it out of the oven and see if we can finish making that pizza.